welcome to the Happy Me Project podcast, the space where self-development doesn't have to be fancy, and we take the bullshit out of positive mindset. My name is Holly Matthews. I'm a self-development coach, a former TV actress, a TEDx speaker, the founder of the Happy Me Project, and I'm a widowed mom of two amazing girls. In today's show, we are discussing why many of us are still thoroughly exhausted even as we walk ourselves out of the many lockdowns that we have faced. So grab a cup of tea, pull up a chair, get comfy and let's discuss. So let's first begin by looking at what the last year has looked like for us. I think it's sometimes very easy to minimise how we feel about stuff. And during a global pandemic, we have been exhausted in many different ways. And it's so easy to just skim over these things, these reasons, because of your own personal experience. But let's have a think about why we might have felt tired. So we've had over the last year, we've had the news beaming into our homes, beaming in trauma and fear and worry and death counts. That in itself, being able to emotionally process that alone is a lot. We've been terrified of the unknown, of what's next, having to be forced into our houses in a way that we never have before in our lives, never experienced We've been worried about death, of job losses, of money not coming in the house, of our homes. We've worried about those that we care about and love. We've been so uncertain. We've been worried about getting sick, just that in itself. The germs, the washing of our food shopping and will we even get food shopping and the lack of toilet roll. All of that stuff is a lot for us to process. We've also had to juggle everything. We've had to juggle working from home and family life and parenting and pets and never having a moment to get some respite or some relaxation at all in our lives. So just the act of juggling everything has been a lot and not having that separation between work and home life has been massive for us. Not getting enough sleep You know, for many of us, the stress that we've experienced has then impacted our actual sleep, meaning that we've become insomniacs or we don't get to sleep very easily or we wake up throughout the night and the worries and stresses of the day have been impacting our actual sleep. We've scrolled Oh, we've scrolled on social media, we've been online, we've had our faces in our iPads and on our tech, and this in itself exhausts our minds and never gives us a moment to switch off. We've picked up some bad habits, probably. Some of us have, you know, found that we've picked up some bad habits. Perhaps you've been drinking too much or eating food that doesn't make you feel amazing. Maybe you've been a bit lethargic, meaning that you haven't been outside, you haven't exercised very much, and all of that has impacted how you are feeling. We've pined for our loved ones. We've pined for normality, for some stability. We've missed our people. Some of you have grieved. It's been a lot, and it has been really, truly, utterly shattering in in many, many ways. Just the whole 
corona coaster of emotions that we've experienced during this time, it really impacts how we feel. So as we come out of lockdown, as we go into this new stage of of coming out in many places, no, this is not the case for every country, every space, but certainly here in the UK, we've, we've come out of our third lockdown now. And I feel that for many of us, this last lockdown has been the most impactful. It's been darker here in the UK. It's the, the weather is winter. It's dark. We haven't had the opportunity to be outside in the same way, or we haven't really wanted to because it's cold. And all of this in general, in normal terms, the winter time is always a little bit more of a lethargic, tired, slow time. But coupled with the fact there's been very little to do outside of that you know we haven't been able to go to restaurants and and bars we haven't been able to socialize and had that breakup of our day-to-day monotony it is no surprise that we have felt this exhaustion I also think we have to add in the guilt that we carry with all of this stuff because if you are a person that actually has fared pretty well during the pandemic. And I would largely say, I would largely put myself in this category, although we've certainly experienced in my house some emotional stuff. Um, So it hasn't all, we certainly haven't breezed it, believe me. But I I would say that, you know, I've had money coming in. My work has been, has been, as it hasn't been affected i in fact quite the opposite it's done i've done quite i've done well during the pandemic um i have a home that i'm in i have food in the fridge i managed to have enough toilet roll i have a garden so all in all i'm very very privileged and i haven't had anybody close to me die of the coronavirus although i've had people who've been quite unwell um we had the coronavirus but right at the beginning so we haven't been sick And so I put myself in the bracket of somebody who, although I've missed my people desperately, I've really missed my people, my people that I haven't been able to see. And I've missed many things. And certainly emotionally in our household, we we have certainly, we have ridden the corona coaster of emotions for sure. But ultimately, we've been all right. And so I think when you're in that space, there's a very easy step that we take, which is then to minimize what we've actually felt and then start to feel guilty when we emotionally feel exhausted and start to create this story of, well, you know, there's people that have died and there's people which context is wonderful and can be helpful at times, but often it makes us bypass how we've actually felt. And I've had to really, over the last month or so, really recognize and acknowledge my own exhaustion. Hence the reason we're talking about it, because a lot of my stuff is impacted, a lot of the stuff I talk about is impacted by my own findings, my own self-discovery, what I've found has benefited me, what I've found has benefited my clients, because especially during this pandemic time, the feelings that I've been feeling, I'm not alone in them you guys message me, you tell me how you're feeling as well. And you know what, we we are so human and so connected in so much of this. And so because I felt this and I've then coupled that with, oh, but you know, you've, you've got it really well and you know, you shouldn't feel like this and then felt worse. I think that's something we should also acknowledge that 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 spiral that we go in where we then tell a story about something about how we just genuinely feel and then we put on top of that guilt or shame or something else that we should be feeling and it actually just makes everything so much harder. So what do we do guys? What do we do about this feeling of exhaustion? How do we move ourselves forward into this new stage? Well first of all we acknowledge if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling drained, 
let's just say to ourselves right now, and I want you to take a moment to do this because sometimes we're busy and we're ahead of ourselves. And I want you to think or say to yourself, I'm tired. I feel really exhausted. I'm drained. And just that acknowledgement to yourself is the start of the process. Just acknowledging how you feel. And I, what I don't want you to do is then to put on top of it immediately the context of, well, you know, but I've been all right and nobody's died and I haven't had the coronavirus or I have, but I was fine and, and put all of that stuff. Forget that for a moment. Just acknowledge how you feel. If you feel exhausted, you feel exhausted. Like, can we just be real with ourselves and be the way that we would be if somebody else told us this story? So just for a moment, if this is how you're feeling, just acknowledge it. Just acknowledge what is coming up for you. Next up is to recognize that as we've stepped out back out into the world, you will have probably found that you have had or are having a bit of a sensory overload. There's a lot more noise than when we were in our homes. There is a lot more going on. And we are having to use our social skills. That's pretty exhausting, to be quite honest. And for some of us, that's a lot harder. And so just having to tap into navigating social situations every day in itself is a lot. So sensory overload, a lot of stuff going on, a lot noisier, a lot more things happening, opportunities opening up to you, decisions that have to be made. Do I want to go and sit in someone's garden? Do I want to go to a coffee shop? Do I want to go and sit in a beer garden? Do I want to do these things? Having to navigate all of that stuff where we weren't having to do that before that choice was taken away from us, having to have choices is actually quite tiring. Acknowledge to yourself that that's what's going on. It's a lot of stuff. And maybe you can even pinpoint specifically what it is that you find exhausting in all of that. And in order to work ourselves out of this situation and get to the next stage, as with any of this stuff, it's about taking it one step at a time. It's about starting to find ourselves going back out into the world We've been staring at the same four walls for many of us for months. You know, maybe we had some respite in between, but actually for many of us, it has been, we've been in our homes a lot, a lot more than we probably ever have. And so my challenge for you is over the next few weeks is to at least once a week, go somewhere else, go somewhere different. Maybe you're lucky enough to be able to afford to go to a coffee shop or a restaurant or a beer garden and sit outside. But maybe it's just that you take a drive somewhere and you go to a different park or a beach if you're lucky enough to have a beach near you or you just go somewhere different. And perhaps you even put in a bit of the social aspect there. So maybe you go and sit in a friend's garden or you go and meet each other in the park or you go and do something that is going to be something different for your eyes to look at something new because re-energizing that that feet that newness the newness is what's really helpful to us newness makes us feel energized sameness feels a lot doesn't it sameness feels boring monotonous all of the words that come up so let's mix it up a bit now this might not be something that comes dead easy to you so take your time but aim to do something different once a week that's all i'm asking for if you can do more amazing happy days but let's mix it up and start one per week and please feel free to share some stuff with me let me know what you guys have been doing i'd be interested and lastly i want you to find a way And this tip is definitely something I need to work on. So no judgment on this being challenging, especially if you're still working from home. But scheduling some downtime, separating home life from work life. If you're a parent, 
aiming, if it's possible, to separate being a parent, being a mom, being a dad from being an adult human being that needs adult conversation. It's all been merged into one big murky pot and that's made us, you know, miserable parents, miserable partners. It's made us ill-equipped to deal with work or we're stressed or we're not we're just not taking care of ourselves in the same way as we walk out into this new stage we need to start separating things back up scheduling things for ourselves doing things at a more regular time getting some regular sleep really making that something that we 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 really enforce for ourselves aiming to have some time off social media or off our tech this is a big challenge for me because my work is on there and sometimes my way of disassociating from being, disassociating is not the right word, but my my drawn a line between me being a parent and me being an adult human being has come from me then chatting to adult friends online or on social media. And But then it, it's very tiring because then my brain is extremely active in that space. So can we give ourselves, even if it's just a small bit of time off? In fact, right now, today is my day of working and I'm recording this as part of my day of trying to get everything done so I can have the weekend off because I really merge everything all of the time. So let's find ways for us to separate, to schedule, to go, this is my moment where I'm a grown-up and I get to have a laugh with my pals and laughter is extremely energizing. More laughter always, always add in the laughter. Where is my time when I get to be a parent and get to fully focus on my children and play games or do something fun with them, go out somewhere with them, go to the park and not be doing something else in my head, which is what we all often do. When is it I get to be a partner? When is it I get to really fully focus on my work without the other distractions and finding ways to separate these moments, these giving ourselves time off. Essentially, it's about practicing self-care but in a much more radical way because it can't just be bath bombs and and face masks in a time where we are going through a global pandemic. It needs to be much more ruthless than that, much more serious, much more important. So how can you get serious about taking care of yourself? You need a break. You need to have some time off. And when you're a busy person, when you have lots of things going on, it's very easy to not be able to see the wood for the trees. And I'm that person. So there is no judgment when I'm talking to you guys about this. It's about us finding ways to separate stuff. Also remember that asking for help isn't something shameful. If you need help, which I'm sure you do because we all blum and do at times. If you need help, ask for help. Find ways to tap into your network and reach out to people. You don't have to do everything on your own. When we we slip into this hyper-independence where we have to, you know be this super independent, you know, insert your own Beyonce hair flick, um, independent woman or man. When we do that sometimes, and I I actually read this recently, but sometimes that hyper-independence is a trauma response if you've been through something difficult. And, you know, we could probably say for many of us, depending how it's landed for you, that the last year has been a type of trauma. And so you might have gone into hyper-independence. I can do everything on my own. I don't need anybody else. And, And you're burning yourself out. So ask for help. See where today, have a think about this today. Where can you get some support? It takes a village, right? And we need to tap into our village sometimes and make sure that we are using all of the resources that we have available to us. People want to help. 
They do. People are good. You have good people around you, even if sometimes that isn't always obvious. Reach out to people. You know, even if it's your your boss at work and you just say, you know, I need some, I need some help with some stuff. I need, I need somebody else. I need to delegate. I need to do something. I, whatever it is, ask for an hour off your children. Even though you love them, children are a constant source of exhaustion. Even though they're wonderful and can be an energizing source as well, there's no shame or guilt in any of that stuff. It has been hard, and I jokingly put a meme on. Um, on Instagram this week where I said, we're allowed to have feelings, Susan. Um, And I really mean this. I said this at the beginning, but we are allowed to feel. You are allowed to feel exhausted. You are allowed to feel sad sometimes. You are allowed to feel angry and frustrated by what we've experienced. But now let's find our way to start moving from the sadness and into some more joy and some more laughter. And it's going to take us acknowledging how we feel first and then taking steps to walk ourselves out of it. I hope this has been useful for you guys. As always, my podcasts are a splurgings and the ramblings of a madman at times. And I do hope when I get to the end of them, because I edit very little out of it, that they make some kind of sense to some of you. And at the very least, make you laugh a little or make you question or make you think and you take something from it. I missed this last week's podcast because I was practicing what we're talking about on this. So I do practice what I preach. I was exhausted. I had too much, too many things going on and I was going to go into like, no, I can do it all and do the podcast as well. And I didn't because I thought, well, that's a ridiculous thing to do because then you are not practicing what we are talking about. So I didn't. So I, I deserve a clap. I mean, you can clap. You can send your claps to me if you want, because I feel like I've been a proper grown up who's done what I'm supposed to be doing to make myself feel good. Anyway, Let's finish up this podcast with me sending you lots of love in whatever you are going through. And I'll speak to you all next week. Peace out. To learn more about the Happy Me Project, my online courses, events, and one-on-one coaching, click the links below and get involved. Make sure to share this podcast, follow, subscribe, and tell me all of your learnings. I will catch you on the next episode. Stay safe. Peace.